It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. Boy, a lot of of (laughs) stuff going on in this studio today. Frank Nicotero decided to leave all of his stuff here for three for two hours. All of it. All of it. I mean, we did have a staff meeting, but it's not as fun when we say that in the middle of that. Right. Uh, but we are gonna we are gonna figure out where in the Frank is Nicotero. Did I get it right? I, love it. I got it right. Very good. Later in the show. See, I got it. I got it. By the way, I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here, Bitney Malios here. Alex, uh, you enjoy your New Year's Day? Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year to everyone. Um, I'll just say I'm setting the bar pretty low for the rest of my year because this week's been very odd for me, but it's okay. We're, we're going to start. Oh, that's a tease. Hold on. How, how, how so? <laughs> well, first of all, the, the playoff games, you know. Yeah. Luckily, the overs got there. I had those. But okay. neither side, I was on the right side. Um, I smashed my finger in a... In a dumbbell working out. No. So, yeah. So that's how my week has been going. But like I said, the bar is set low. It can only get better from here on out. Smashed after those games. Yeah. I understand. (laughs) It happens. happens. Well, uh, all I will say is so those two games where, from the betting perspective, real quick, we'll get to Washington and Texas in a second because a theme of bowl season continued again on that game. Michigan wins in overtime. Mm-hmm. The game goes over basically every total that was out there, thanks to overtime. Right. Which I know the betters love that, especially all of them that had Where the unders overtime. go to die. Yeah, we know that. Well, that and the dog, and the yeah. dog went to die as well in overtime yes. with Alabama and Michigan. Also, of course, the other, the dulcet tones on the end, our guy, Hall of Famer Vinny Maliulo, as always. I, I'll just ask you this, Vinny. Mm-hmm. With the first game before we get over to that second game, and then, of mm-hmm. course, the game on Monday night mm-hmm. where Michigan – and Washington will play for a title in Houston as the final time is not conference mates, as we know. This is all Big Ten final now. But from that game, Vinny. The Alabama you, game. You're talking you, about the, the Michigan Alabama game. Do you move Michigan's number at all with winning in overtime in a game where, let's face it, they were significantly better for three quarters? Then it looked like they were going to lose outright. And then they found a way in the overtime. Well, I think. The reason that game got to overtime too was special teams. Right, right. special teams are dreadful. They their special teams were awful. Alabama took full advantage of it. But again, you, you've got to give Michigan credit for finding a way. Um, they tie the game and then they they go in into overtime and win it. And look, their defense pl- was played havoc with with Alabama, especially uh, uh, with Milrow. So um, you know, and it was interesting too. One thing that I did not see an adjustment on, and this Chris Chris Andrews and I, when we were watching again, we kept talking about it. It wasn't special teams; it was defense. You know what helped Michigan's defense? Almost every snap by Alabama was a low snap, or was an awful snap. It was. It was. I, I and I couldn't believe that it wasn't talked about that much because it threw the timing of their plays off so much, especially on the last play, which was off a timeout. And that was, but that was, it didn't just happen on the last play. I mean, when you think about it, you, you, if you watch that game, you have to say to yourself, wait a second, there there was no adjustment for that particular aspect. Now they did, they made some adjustments at halftime and they got him moving outside when he did get a good snap and everything. But to, to answer your question about, um, 
adjusting Michigan. I had more of an adjustment on Washington. We'll get to them, yeah. When we'll, we'll get to that, but not not as as much. I think I think like they have all season. Michigan figures some things out. Uh, uh, you know, and now I, I get it. They've only got a week to do it, but that's their nature too. That's their rhythm during the course of and, the year. And Alex, just from your perspective here, and and Michigan was always a top five power rated team, oh, one yeah. way or another, all year. Yeah. Washington, not so much, but we'll get to them in a second. But watching that game, your point really was the biggest thing, where there were just small intricacies that a lot of people just miss altogether. Special teams, where it was ironic because Michigan special teams was incredible. They were a mm-hmm. top five special teams unit yeah. all year, and they, quite frankly, should have lost them the game. I mean, the the fumbled punt at the end of regulation yeah. was very, very. Mm-hmm. They, Michigan was very lucky to get on top of that and then not get yeah. safe. There was a couple of those. Yeah, actually, no, they, the, the, yeah. the, the fumble muff punt led to Alabama's yeah. opening mm-hmm. touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. just the field goal. You did all. They did all. Michigan did all sorts of stuff they haven't done all year, and they yeah. still found a way. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think, Alex, I, I'm curious if you agree with what Vinny said. I wouldn't have moved them at all. I didn't. Personally. No. Yeah. yeah, I didn't touch that number yeah. because if I was moving ahead, I thought Bama would have come down a little bit for mm-hmm. me. But, yeah. of course, they're done for the season, so it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I left Michigan the same. Yeah, Bama, Bama kind of was the team they were all year. They were, they were super talented, more flaws than usual with the Saban team. Mm-hmm. But they deserve to be there. And, quite frankly, they were one defensive stop away from that playing Washington yeah. on Monday night. You know the fourth down when Michigan went for an what was it fourth and two fourth and two with three minutes uh, to with go th- and and yeah. and three timeouts. Um, I wasn't totally shocked about that. And again, right that was uh, um, you know credit to, uh, credit them for, for you know look, the way Harbaugh and 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 staff. I shouldn't do too much complaining though. We had two great games. Did oh, we I mean, not? The games were outstanding. They, they really were. We've had, we've had some blowouts in the past, right in the playoff. These were two very exciting games. Yes. Well, finally, it took until the end of. This four-team era, the last four yeah. semifinals all decided by mm-hmm. one score. The last three, I know Georgia technically had a, knee, a kneel down at the end of that Ohio State game, but the last three coming down to the last formative plays mm-hmm. of the game uh, as uh, yeah. Michigan again survives 27-20 into the final where they will take on a team that's been doubted all year long, and yet here they are at 14-0, and the Washington Huskies. Yeah. That was almost one of the most ridiculous collapses I've ever seen in a big spot with Washington where they get the bad break, where Dylan Johnson gets hurt, thus stopping the clock and giving Texas a whole extra 40 Mm -hmm. seconds. And then Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian in the red zone, which we talked about it all on Monday where I thought there's a distinct coaching advantage for Washington. Yeah. I know there were some funky things that happened during the game, but I think the coaching advantage played out, and part of the reason Washington is there is that coaching advantage. But, Vinny, you brought it up. You raised Washington after that performance, 37-31, where Michael Penix was just absolutely flawless in that game. Well, when you, you know, and, and I'll tell you what, my, my adjustment was about four points. It's a lot. Which is a lot of season. points, <laughs> and I'll tell you, it is, but I'll tell you why. It also was, it, here's what I built into it, okay? Uh, first of all, the team's resilience, and you know, and, and it's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, but a, a lot of confidence too. Um, I I think the the biggest aspect for me was that Texas had a significant size advantage, defensive line against offensive line, and Penix was not a 
mobile quarterback. In this day and age, he is as classic a pocket passer, right, as, as you're going to find. In fact, I think he had negative rushing yards this year. His rushing yards were, were negligible. Maybe even, and again, I don't have the, the stats right in front of me, um, but if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know they were they were negligible. So you you figured that this was going to be a game that he had all kinds of difficulty with, and we talked about how good uh, Oregon's. Go ahead. The 32 carries for 13 yards, okay. including the plus 31 he had on Monday on Monday night. But, so he had negative yards negative going, going, in, into, the going into the game. Correct. Okay. Correct. So so now we talked about how good Oregon's defense was, but he, he overcame it. What he did the other night to me was ridiculous. Oh, it's and, insane. I mean, the quick release, and again, you have to credit the coaching staff. So coaching staff and, and team and execution by, by Penix. You put all of that together and – uh, you, you have to take into account just the buildup to it. And so to me, yeah, is, is that a big adjustment late? Yes, but I think it's warranted. And obviously, you know, we've got a game uh, that, you know, opened four, went to four and a half, went to five, and it was grabbed right away. Now, there's not a lot of difference between four and a half and five, but the, to, to me and, and what Chris Andrews and I look at is that how quickly that did get grabbed like that. So there's value with the points and with this team, and um, and McCarthy, I have to tell you, big advantage at quarterback for Washington here, Alex. I think I have to take the points here. Mm. I haven't done anything yet. I did make it four and a half, too. Okay, but so right there. Yeah. Right there. I'm hoping mm. I see a five again. Um, probably grab the points as Washington, though. How can you not? I mean, they have found a way every time you're yep. getting points with this team yeah, in the national championship game. It, what? It's, it's, this is a really difficult game because I still, the power ratings say one thing about Washington still. And even with the adjustment that Vinny made, and I would imagine you made a, maybe not as aggressive move, but still a move positively on Washington. At some point, and this is the best defense. I know people will say Oregon's defense going into that game was mm -hmm. playing. They'd pack 12 title game, I should say. Maybe equal to what Michigan is. I don't agree with that. Michigan, to me, has been the best defense in the country oh, the whole year. No question. And this is a different test for Washington. Now, the one thing that I, part of the reason that I haven't made a bet yet, and I, by Monday I'll have something. It's just a matter of what. That Washington defense continues to be underestimated. Mm -hmm. And for the grand part of that game against Texas, they played pretty well. I understand they gave up 31 points, but that is a great offense they faced. Oh, sure. And Quinn mm -hmm. Ewers looked pretty bad for a good chunk of that game. Mm -hmm. And that credit's got to go to the Washington defense. And they did it to Oregon where, yes, Oregon had that 21-point scoring run in the Pac-12 title game. The rest of that game, they look pretty average. So yeah. I just wonder for just for your both of your perspectives, if we just undervalued Washington's defense all year, where all right, they're not an elite elite defense, but you know what? They're pretty close to being at the back end of the top ten, top mm -hmm. fifteen. And with that offense, that's good enough to get you to Houston. Well, Ben, but don't break enough yeah. to where uh, you you also know I think as a defensive player that that your offense is going to help you out by sure. being able to score points and. I think one of the things that that Washington has shown is okay, um, you know, you want to you want to shoot out. We can play in a shootout. Right. 
Um, do you, you know if if we need to slug it out at, at certain points in a game, we can do that. But but Penix just has this ability, and his receivers are incredible. I mean, they're 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 great, um, and they're so in sync because they get, he gets rid of the ball so quickly, and and they're ready. So <clears throat> you put all those things together. Is four points a big adjustment? Yeah. So I'm certainly not. I mean, my number came to six on a neutral field. Could not quite hang six because I think there's. We also anticipated that there would be an attraction for Washington coming off of that game. And let's remember this. It was the second game, so it was very fresh in people's minds. Yeah. Okay, and oftentimes we see that and take that into account. You're going to see it with the AFC and NFC title games, and it's the same principle here. Um, and again, as I mentioned all along, we, we booked these games, and they were bet, Alex, like they were NFL playoff games. And, and the response was terrific, and Monday's not going to be an exception. No, no, no. I mean, I was expecting a Texas-Bama rematch, but... Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one just as much. I I, uh, I had Texas Bama as well. I'm happy mm -hmm. we have this matchup. Agreed. I, I, because there's a few unknowns here, even with all these data points we have on both of these teams, that I'm intrigued to see how this w looks on Monday night. I want, do want to give one stat for Monday real quick. Yeah. You mentioned mm -hmm. the receivers. Adunze, Polk, McMillan, and Bernard were targeted 20 times <laughs> on Monday night. 19 catches for 353 in two There you go. 19 catches. 19 of 20 targets. That's pretty good. Good hands. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. Uh, Washington's receiving course better than the Kansas City Chiefs receiving. Oh. Uh, but, I, I, hey. Ouch. I don't think that's much of a debate. No. Uh, in all honesty. All right. Before we get to our guy, Kai McKeon, who uh, three-man weave, talking college hoops. We'll get to him in a, in a few moments here. All right. Before we let you go, Vinny, let you go back to work. Yep. Because, of course, we have football Friday tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Yes. Week 18 NFL <laughs> is a convoluted mess. But this is what it is when you have, mm -hmm. realistically speaking, Houston and, and Indianapolis, obviously winners in, losers out. Correct. The final game of the regular season, Buffalo probably needs, based off the betting numbers, will need to win in order to make the postseason at all, and it would be as an AFC's champion or else they're out, and Miami gets in, and then Green Bay and Chicago. Mm -hmm. Other than that, this is, I know there's some other games mixed in there, but Tennessee-Jacksonville, you can probably see Ryan Tannehill in that game for Tennessee. Tennessee has been a lead balloon the last six weeks. Uh, it, it, it's a very convoluted week, but you're set, you've already you told me this before the show. Betters are all over this thing, are they? Well, they, they they love. It. I mean, if you look at these games and the way they move, because you you know, so posting them, we actually waited for some of the games, right? Because right. and then anticipating, for instance, the Ravens, right? Who are the Ravens going to play? I mean, we, we know that uh, Lamar Jackson is not going to play, right? Look at the Rams. I mean, the Rams, they, both quarterbacks you ready for are, Darnold and Wentz. Yeah, yeah good good <laughs> times. As well expected. Good times. Um, <laughs> but but there's something for everybody because now your handicap is just. Uh, you know, uh, who who is going to not only we pretty much know who's going to play, but you know how how intense is, are these games going to be? What's timing going to be like? So I think you're going to see a lot of movement, and you've seen already uh, some movement with totals and things like that, right? Um, you know, guys are fighting for their jobs, whether they're coaches or or players. So it's you know, forget about tank. All this this talk you hear about tanking and draft position and everything like that. These these players they want to win because they want to they want to secure their or at least give them some type of security for next year and things like that. So, um, but again, a lot, a lot quicker line movement uh, with these games. You know, you're going to we can book 
the Dolphins-Bills game like we normally would. But when you watch some of these games, I mean, look, the Chargers are 3 three and a half. So you still have the same situation, right? I mean, and the game did get below that's, three. That's, so it's, that's Easton it's Stick two and, and Blaine Gabbard in that one. Yeah. But, but there you have it to where you're still, uh, from our side of the counter, going to have to deal with, uh, you know, hopefully results that don't fall uh, on, on, on and especially in some of these games, on threes, where they're taking three and a halves and, and laying threes or taking uh, – taking threes and laying two and a half. So th that doesn't go away, Alex. Speaking of that key number, Vinny, I'm waiting for the injury report for the Dolphins. Yeah. But I'm looking at taking the three with them. I think Jeff and I might be on different sides for that one this weekend. Do you think I should grab the three while I can, or you think it'll, well, it's been just well, back I think, and forth right well, there? Well, okay. it depends, right? I mean, you, you have a situation where oh, if, it is if you think, now, yeah, so it's three and a half. So uh, if, if you get three and a half, um, because it has yeah, yeah you're two you and know, a half right now two and a half I'm two sorry half, if you yeah. if I'm sorry I'm looking at the wrong game if you get the chance to grab the three it'll, it'll go back to three okay. I think you almost have to because you're anticipating too that uh, uh two is going to play so uh Tyreek Hill is probable uh they do have some other injuries but um yeah you're on yeah. you like Miami plus the point plus, plus the, the point I don't I don't like plus, anything plus in that point. game personally okay. you like an in game. I don't even know if that's an in-game one, unless if it's clear that Buffalo is going to smoke them. I, that's really the only way that. Well, I would, you'll find out. Well, I, look, in-game. All I will say is, if the Steelers win on Saturday, yeah, and that's for winner-take-all scenario, and there's if everyone's going to be focused, laser focused on, hey, Buffalo needs to win yep. in order to to make the playoffs. Correct. You're right. The flip side of that is, if Miami loses. And falls to the six, mm -hmm. as opposed to winning and getting the two seed and winning mm -hmm. the AFC East. Oh, and by the way, eliminating the second best team in the AFC by power ratings yeah. from the playoffs altogether before they even start. You're talking about like as big of a path change as humanly possible. You go from if you're the six, mm -hmm. you're an. I know the Chiefs have looked terrible for the better portion of two months now, but Kansas City can be favored at home against Miami in a three-six. And again, depending on how right. you know who's back from Miami, uh, right? Waddle Ch Chubbs, and Chubb's not playing. His but here's another way to look at it too, Alex. You have to watch what happens with the Steeler game yeah. on Saturday because yeah. you may get more than three. You're right. Well, I mean, if, 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 if okay. Pittsburgh loses, if Pitt you're going to get more than three. Yeah, you see. Yeah. So, so the, you know you're going to get three right. because it's gone back and forth already between two and a half and three. So you know you can get three. So if you wait. You may get more. You're you're in a you're in in a, in in a, in a really good position. Love so it. you'll get at least three. Yeah. See, that's good information for okay. everyone who's watching yeah, too. I, 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 again, I don't mind saying it because we're going to do the business. But I mean, Vinny's one hundred percent right because yeah. if Pittsburgh somehow does if, if the Baltimore backups beat the Steelers, right? Which they could. Mm -hmm. They did it a few years ago mm -hmm. when they already had the one seed wrapped up. Mm -hmm. uh, then your that number, I wouldn't be shocked if that number climbs to like four. Nope. Because then Miami's in the yeah. playoffs regardless. Buffalo's already in. Mm -hmm. uh, I know they may be working the other way. But look, Miami may be more tempted to be like, all right, we need to make sure two is Well, they've got to yeah. get, get right. healthier. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we'll the Bills have been dealing with their uh, injuries a lot. Yeah, Allen with the stinger on the last play of the game last so, week. But on, I was right. on his left shoulder, right? Yeah, so. still, that, that hurts, Vinny. I'm not saying it doesn't. <laughs> Everybody's hurting at this point. Vinny, pleasure as always. Good Let's to go back to you. work. Happy New Year, everybody. We're going to keep you, it right here. We're going to go right into it. I'm going to put on these fancy-looking headphones right here to make make sure we're good.
of Three Man Weave, our guy here, Kai McKeon, with us today. Of course, Kai, Matt, Jim do great work over at Three Man Weave. There he is. Look at him right in the middle of our screen. Kai, Happy New Year. How are you doing, buddy? Happy New Year. Doing well. How are you guys? No, I have. Did you hear him nope. there, Alex? No, audio. No. We'll, uh, test, test. Kai, we'll get you. We'll get. We now we got him. Kai, go ahead, buddy. All good. How no, are you we guys? Still, we still don't got you. Nope. So, all uh -oh. right. You know what? We'll get Kai back in a second. We're going to take a quick break. We'll, we'll get Kai in a second here. Talking college hoops here on Sports by the Book. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Biles. Alex White is here. Now, our guy, we got him, Kai McKeon, three-man weave, where you can find his work, him, Matt, Jim, great work. Kai, happy new year again. We'll, we'll try where we were just a second <laughs> ago. Uh, let's, let's dive in. This is one of those, these Thursdays, now that we're in conference play, a lot of colonial action, a lot of OVC, and then we get Pac-12 and Big Ten, usually on these Thursdays. And we'll start in the Big Ten with Michigan State and Penn State here. Uh, for this one. And and again, Michigan State finally, it finally looks like the team that we expected it to be going into the year after those bumps in the road against a tough schedule early in the year. It's a big line, no shock here. 13 and a half at home at Breslin for the Spartans against the Nittany Lions tonight. Yeah, they've covered, what, four straights since that Nebraska game? Um, they, they lost at Nebraska, which doesn't look too terrible now, now that uh, the Huskers took care of Indiana, you know, pretty handily last night. Uh, I still think it's kind of a big spread. I, I, I tend to think Penn State's going to figure it out and get better as conference play goes along. I, I'm a big fan of Mike Rhodes. His style 
is certainly different than most Big Ten teams play, right? He gets up and down in transition, plays at a faster tempo. Anything in this game, I'd probably lean towards the over. I do think there's going to be quite a few points. Like I said, Penn State wants to push. I think Michigan State will allow them to push and, and kind of play with them. 13 and a half feels like a bit too much to me. I'd probably lean towards the dog uh, if forced to go one way on the side. Let's go ahead and uh, take a look at Arizona, who's coming off their third loss of the year to Stanford. Um, they've got Colorado at home. Anything you like in this one? Yeah, I laid it with Arizona. I, I laid 11. I think it's up to 12 maybe now. Uh, 12 uh, but and a half. I, I just, yeah, 12 and a half. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's a good spot for Arizona. I still think this team could be the best team in the country. So explosive. Uh, last game against Stanford, I mean, Stanford played a perfect game. They, they shot out their, out of their butts. <laughs> you know, that, it, it tends to regress from the next game, right? Um, Caleb Love has been a bit to Caleb Love for me in the past couple of games. You know, the, the one we saw at North Carolina, a bit inconsistent, but I have full faith in Tommy Lloyd. Colorado likely still without De Silva uh, and definitely Cody Williams. So, you know, you know, that matters. And obviously their first big road trip in, in conference play this season uh, after the Mountain Homestead. So I, I like Arizona here. I think they get back on track. Let's go to uh, let's go to another West Coast power, not in the Pac-12. Gonzaga. It is this is not your normal Mark Few team of the last decade. Mm. They don't have a go-to guy. Uh, we really saw it in that game against San Diego State, where it always, whenever those games are in the kennel, it always feels like all right, Gonzaga is going to go on that twenty to two spurt, and they just couldn't finish it off. And that was a really good win for the Aztecs. And now. We, we know the deal when we get into West Coast Conference play with Gonzaga. Other than maybe two or three teams in the league, they overwhelm everyone. And this line tonight is no shock with a Pepperdine team that has a little bit of talent, but they're not there yet. 21, 20 and a half here tonight. Is this one of those where you, you lay it with Gonzaga, say, all right, this is a nice bounce back? Or is this just the team that shouldn't be laying this many points against conference opponents this year? Yeah, ordinarily, I would say absolutely lay it because in the past, they've kind of, you know, bent Pepperdine over in these spots, right? They've, I, they've scored like 100 points on them, I think, several games in a row. The difference this year is, you mentioned, not the same Gonzaga team. They lack depth. I mean, they really lack depth. They lack uh, go-to scoring. And Pepperdine's playing a lot slower. They've kind of changed their style a bit from the previous couple of years where, you know, they're, they're balls to the wall, run and gun. They're, they're willing to play 80 possessions with Gonzaga. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think Romar is going to slow it down a bit. And they do have talent. They, they, they have a lot of talent. I think Jevin Porter is going to be an NBA player someday. Uh, they have some pretty good guards in their team. They rebound the ball very well. So I think they can hang around you know, within 20 points at Gonzaga. You know, not super confident in it, but I definitely lean towards uh, the Waves direction. Kai, I was going to ask you because I was going to take the over here with this matchup. Mm -hmm. um, especially you just said how much Gonzaga is going to put up. But now Pepperdine style of play, do you think I should stay away from the total here? Yeah, I, I thought about the over two, but that made me kind of stay away as well. I, I just don't think we're going to get as many possessions as we normally see in these type of games. Uh, and, and that made me a bit worried. So I, I stayed off the over. Uh, again, Gonzaga might also not be as willing to sort of run as much as they, as they normally would in conference play just due to the depth factor. So I, I stayed away from the total completely. Ordinarily, of course, would be an overplay in this matchup. Kai McKeon with us right now. Three-man weave where you can find Kai's work here on Sports by the Book today. Kai, let's. Uh, I want to go to the American real quick, where Memphis is in action tonight. 
They're taking on a Tulsa team that is right smack dab in the middle of the country, according to Ken Palm at 180th. Uh, nine and a half, nine out there in this. But this is, if you have any thoughts on this game, go with it. But just looking at the American as a whole, where Florida Atlantic took another ridiculous beat last week, where they're, yeah. again, they, <laughs> this is a team that I think is one of the 15 best teams in the country, but they've lost the two teams that are in the 200s in Ken Palm. They bounced back and beat mm -hmm. East Carolina earlier in this week. But how much does Memphis's success mean, potentially this year, mean for what an American athletic team could potentially be worth in an NCAA tournament setting? Or if you're looking to take a big bloated number on, on Florida Atlantic, potentially to win it all, how much is that dictated on how good Memphis is in a league that doesn't look as good beyond the top two? Yeah, it'll certainly matter, right? I, I know they play twice this year, so any chance at a, a Q1 win uh, is huge. And I think Memphis will be that this season. I think they're very, very good. Obviously, FAU is good. You know, some other teams are, are solid in the American. I think SMU is kind of flying under the radar a bit. North Texas is still good. I love Tulane. I love Tulane this season. Uh, but yeah, Memphis, I, I, a very, very good team. I'm worried a little bit about the Tulsa game. Uh, you know, I think Memphis will win. I'm not sure about double digits on the road here. Tulsa's a lot better than last season. Uh, you know, they, last year they were the worst ATS team in the country. Eric Conkle kind of got an entire new team in. Uh, they've been playing a lot better this year, especially defensively. And I think that's kind of where they're going to hold serve tonight and then keep it relatively close. We really led you to the games we wanted to talk about. Is there anything on the board that you're looking at that you wanted to talk about? Uh, you know, not particularly. I, I, I liked uh, Bellerman against Austin P in the extra games. I know that's kind of a, a really niche one, but I, I expect Bellerman to be a lot better in a sun play. Um, mm -hmm. Not sure what we're going to get yet from Austin P uh, with Corey Gibson, new coach there. They have a really good top two players. They just kind of lack depth everywhere else. So just, just tend to lean towards Bellerman there in a coaching matchup. Bellerman is two and a half. There's two behind us here at the South Point game going to get underway mm -hmm. momentarily. Uh, in Louisville, they they still play their home games in Freedom Hall, right? They do. It's huge, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, twenty twenty thousand uh, seat building for the uh, mm -hmm. crowd. It's probably about five k uh, there for Bellerman and Austin P, uh, where Kai is looking. Uh, I want to go back to the Pac twelve here because we mentioned Arizona. You're laying it tonight with the Wildcats, and hey, look, this is a league where I like their opponent tonight, Colorado. Just not tonight. But Utah's been a team where all the eyes for the teams in that state have been on BYU, highly rated in Ken Palm. And as we know, Utah beat them earlier in the year. And tonight, yeah. the Utes are on the road in Tempe against an Arizona State team uh, that has been up and down so far this year, to uh, put it politely, uh, for Hurley and company. Uh, this is a little bit of a tricky spot, though, for the Utes. Laying six and a half on the road against the team that is talented, but not showing it so far this year in the win-loss record. And with a huge showdown coming up on, on Saturday against Arizona, this could be one of those look-ahead spots for the Utes laying all these points on the road in Tempe. Yeah, I, I, I actually thought about going Arizona State here. The only hesitancy I have is the way Arizona State has played so far in Pac-12 play. They're 2-0. They won both games on the road. They've led for a total of three minutes huh. in those games. <laughs> against against Cal and Stanford. They came back from big deficits, beat them both. Uh, it's a defensive thing. It's not offensive. Uh, They're horrible on offense. They they cannot shoot the ball. This Utah team is awesome. I'm, I'm fully in on the Craig Smith train. I, I love the Utes, but I agree with you. The spot, 
a little bit too dicey for me to take them here with with Arizona on deck with again kind of like Colorado their first road trip in the Pac-12 this season um, I tend to lean towards the home team there especially a pretty good home court in, in Arizona State but uh, the the fashion in which Arizona State's kind of lucked into these first two games I, it has me kind of staying away in this game flipping back to the Big Ten Michigan's underwater they're six and seven they <laughs> welcome in Minnesota tonight. I, you know, I, I really don't know what to do with this tonight at six. By the way, I know people were getting on Michigan for that McNeese loss, at least people that weren't in the know. McNeese is a legitimate top 100 Ken Palm team. And if they mm-hmm. weren't just McNeese State, they'd be looked at as a legitimately good tournament team uh, going into going into uh, their conference play in uh, the Southland. But uh, I, Kai, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think of this Michigan team. So right now, six tonight against Minnesota. Who I still think improving, but still one of the bottom teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, Michigan's kind of had me fooled all, all season. Uh, it was the St. John's game, right? That opening game when they won on the road in convincing fashion. Like, wow, this team's awesome. And the very next day, of course, or the next game, they lose to Long Beach State at home. And, and you mentioned the McNeese game, the weird coaching situation where Juwan Howard was an interim coach and then now a head coach. And, and that's kind of all the rumors coming out of there. Uh, it has me kind of a little bit a bit cold on Michigan. Uh, the question for me is Dawson Garcia. Is he going to play for Minnesota? If he plays, you know, Minnesota can be a tough dog in this conference. They are much improved. I think Ben Johnson's a pretty good coach. I mean, he does a lot with a little in terms of a talent perspective. And, and this season, their results really, you can't really point to one and say that was a terrible game. You know, maybe San Francisco, but... Other than that, they've been really good. Um, we'll see what they do away from home. They couldn't do it against Ohio State. Um, so no side here for me, especially with the Garcia question. But don't feel confident in, in laying points with Michigan right now. Kai, before we let you go, let's just look ahead to the weekend here. Uh, you got a few good games on Saturday. For first full every conference is in conference play Saturday mm-hmm. where there'll be roughly 900,000 games to choose from on Saturday. Uh, Clemson, <laughs> North Carolina, a really good one in the ACC. Uh, Houston makes their big 12 debut. Yes, it's West Virginia, but still their debut in conference play. Uh, Providence uh, taking on Creighton, even a horrible news for Providence day with Hopkins yeah. being ruled out for the year. Uh, Ole Miss uh, again, a Ken Palm non-believing team uh, on the road against Tennessee, but there's there are a lot of good games on on Saturday. Even if you're not looking at one of those premium ones I just mentioned, are there some? Is there a spot or maybe two spots you're looking at and saying, "Hey, when this line comes out on Friday night, I'm looking to play this." Yeah, yeah, like 140 games, which is too many. Yeah. <laughs> I, someone's got to talk to the schedulers about this one. But uh, I, I like the first one off the bat, Clemson. Clemson hosting North Carolina. Now, to be fair, I've faded North Carolina a few times this year unsuccessfully. Um, that's mainly a coaching angle, but Hubert Davis has acquitted himself this season. Uh, they certainly look very good. They're very talented, but Clemson's legit. And I like Clemson coming off the Miami loss. I love them playing at Little John. That's a really tough home court. And it's going to be probably around pick. Maybe, maybe it'll get up to minus two. Market might have the same idea as I do, but I, I like Clemson in that spot. Look for Clemson. On Saturday, and that's right out of the gate on Saturday. You got to be up. You got to be ready to go after your Friday night out. Noon Eastern, Little John Coliseum for that one. Clemson and North Carolina, a pair of top 16 teams. He's Kai McKean. Again, you can find his work over at Three Man Weave. Him, Jim, uh, Root, and uh, Matty Cox do a great job breaking it down 
uh, over there on Three Man Weave. All the best college basketball content you can ask for. Kai, pleasure as always. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks for hanging with us today. Hey, thanks, guys. Absolutely. Kai McKeon, everyone. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to figure out where in the casino is Frank Nicotero. That's uh, what, what, what is it? What, what, what where the Frank is Nick. Where the Frank is Nick? See, there we go. people people need to run these <laughs> names behind me, but, but by us before they just go fully in on them. But we will also have Frank in studio as well at some point during yeah. the segment. We hope, we hope, we don't know, but we hope. When we get back on Sports by the Book. We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best player's reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue. Print boarding passes or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and US mail services. Just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139. Please give at least a 24 hour notice to reserve. For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet from our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom. We have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back in. Sports by the Book is the show. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White's here as well. But we are going to now figure out. Oh, this is this is the most important part of the show. The man who hosts Punchlines here on this very channel, noon Pacific time tomorrow is where you can find our guy Frank Nicotero. But we don't know where we're where we're looking for Frank. He could be over at the hot rod machine over there. He could be at the oyster bar. He could be behind me at the hot dog cart. He could be anywhere here in this property in a new segment. That's not new, but has a new name. Where the Frank is Nicotero. Here I am. I'm in the sports book. I'm with Joe, who's the sports book supervisor. The South Point sports book is epic. Why should people come down here? We love it. Well, I like the. We have one big room for the sport. Yes. Then you go around the corner and there's a big room for the race book. Horses are separate, exactly. Yeah, so that's good. We get the horse players over there and the sports players over here. And the odds the odds at the South Point are something people come in for, right? Right, we got good parlay card odds, so you can play off that. And then, uh, like the minus three, we don't put a VIG on. 
So two and a half, three, three and a half. A lot of people like that. Yeah, I would love that. I can save a few bucks. Now you're talking about parlay cards. You guys had the big bowl Paul card, the big bowl parlay yeah, yeah. card, and it was 15 games. And we've been wanting to know because everyone did one on the yeah. sports sports by the book did one. 15 games. Did we have a winner? Three winners, 14 and one. So they probably took home about 8,200. They each like they each won 14 and one. Yeah. Was it the same game that they missed or different games? A different games. Wow. So the parlay card for five dollars, someone walked home. Three players walked home with over eight thousand right. dollars. That's amazing. Now um, the sports book. Now people, how do they, how do they do? They just come in. They go up to one of the helpful people here. It's good if they can have the number of the game they're betting on and they make a bet. Yeah, Jimmy always makes a little announcement. Was it bet <laughs> bet number, bet type, bet amount? Yeah. So yeah, we like them to have the bet number, and then even if you don't know though, and you want to bet the Steelers, just go up there and say, hey, I want the Steelers for fifty bucks. We can do that too. Now here, help uh, you out. here, follow me down here, Ryan, while we're doing this live here. Uh, these are the sheets right here. Now, first of all, free pens. Yeah, free pens. Free that, pens. That's a good reason. Coming free pen. By the way, free pen. But and look at the colorful good. sheets, though. That, that is something true. A lot of sports books have. They just use black and white. They don't. They don't. They don't use the color printer. We use the color printer here at the right. South Point. So here's something. Uh, I want to take a look. This gentleman's grabbing one right oh, now. First. See, now we're out right here. College oh, basketball man. Wednesday. Uh, let's see who I like on this game here. Um, wow, Louisville's been really bad. This I was going to say they're terrible. Why don't? <laughs> So you can take the, this is you can do a little homework. You can see here if you like Virginia, you go up, you say uh, game 686, Virginia, give me Virginia, and minus 14 and a half. That's a big line, but Louisville is terrible. They are terrible. It's been a long time since Denny Crum was the coach. And uh, <laughs> the payouts here are good. I mean, we know that in the casino as well, but the yep. sports book, the atmosphere is great. We got a deli. A lot of seats, huge. The lot. hot dog cart is a big draw. I can't believe you were going to say, you're reading my mind, Joe. Yeah, the hot yeah. dog cart big draw. is one of the most famous things you hear at the South Point. For $1.50, you get a hot dog. And yeah. we recommend, you know, if you have $2 bills on you, tip for 50 cents. Right, right. The deli's got the best bacon cheeseburger in the land. The deli's unbelievable. We talked last week, just last week, we were with the owner, Peter. We talked to him. He's from New York. He's a big Jets fan. The Jets lost to the Browns. And oh, by the way, he owes me a pastrami sandwich. Maybe I should split it with you. You better, you better uh, cash in on that. Yeah, before he forgets or the ticket yeah, expires yeah, on exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, guys, anyway, the sports book here at the South Point, you got to come down and check it out. Back to you guys in the studio. Or wait, am I going to be there magically? I was kind of expecting a mini Frank to end up on the roulette wheel. <laughs> <laughs> We'll work on that. Well, I was expecting. Uh, Joe, my uh, supervisor yeah. here uh, at the sports. Great book. guy. A great guy. Always, uh, always love chatting with him uh, every once in a while in the back. And you had the chat there today with him. And yeah, thank, we just, thank, you, thank you for taking. Yeah, say this, Joe, thank you for taking the time to, uh, to talk you. to a man who only bets over. <laughs> I had uh well I had I had the devil straight up last night because uh, Dwayne Colucci gave us that Colucci Colucci gotta go he gave us a winner last night with the uh, the devils bless you whoever sneezed but who Jeff who sneezed but someone you, Jerry? it was Jerry okay if he's not swearing he's sneezing that's the way it is with Jerry <laughs> something with an S yeah. uh, by the way Jeff I don't know if you know this today there's a lot of national it's National Spaghetti Day which we talked really? about but I thought you'd appreciate this one especially it's National Missouri Day. Is where you're it? supposed to talk at Missouri, and you you went to Mizzou. Why? Wait, why is there a national Missouri? They need 50 days a year to kill. I don't what? know. They <laughs> a national yeah. Missouri? Come on! It's National Trivia Day, and it was also National Can Do Day. First of yeah, can what do. National Can Do? Because it's like a new year, like a fresh approach. Like I can do, I can 
Who's you can do it. Up these holidays. I don't. It's it's all National Spaghetti Day is the be, is the best one you just mentioned. Yes, by, and so by, last, by night I, margin. last night Did I last night I had it last night. I had it last night because today's official officially day day one of keto again. So oh, now I timed it to start it on a Thursday. So when I get the keto flu, where you're a little groggy and everything, will happen over the weekend, and therefore no one here on the crew will have to experience cranky Frankie, which can happen. Are you sure? I'm on your show on Monday, too, I think. Are you going to be crazy? Uh, it could, be, could spill over to Monday, but Alex, <laughs> you always make me happy. But Missouri, it's National Missouri Day, and I realized I, I found I, out. I, I can't believe there's a net. Yeah. There shouldn't even be a domestic Missouri Day. <laughs> and I mean that by domestically within Missouri. Right, not, right. Not domestically within the country. Yeah. But it's the tw I think they were the 25th state or the 29th state. I'm not sure. Well, today's 1-4, so neither of those would make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's true. What's the best I don't know. thing about Missouri? Well, none of it makes Jeff. sense. Exactly. Well, yeah. It's just yeah, right. Well, you know what? That's the first. But happy thing National Missouri Day because I, I know I, you're you know what? I a Mizzou I'll graduate. Tell my, I'll, I'll tell my I'll tell my wife who's from St. Louis. But what, what's good. the best thing about Missouri? You got to say some yeah. nice things since it's oh, national. I, I, I don't need to say anything nice about Missouri. It's okay. <laughs> St. Louis okay. is a nice city. Kansas City is a better city. I, yeah, I was only, uh, I was briefly in Kansas City, had some barbecue, and had to leave. Barbecue is good. That's good. Yeah, very, very good. Um, all right. Let's get to some sports. Sure. Okay. Because you, if you've never watched the show before, <laughs> Frank Nicotero's from some place called Pittsburgh. Don't ask Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Some, yes. some place called Pittsburgh. I am from Pittsburgh. I am a massive Steeler fan. Yeah. It's well known in the community. Well known if you watch the shows. <laughs> but for people, hey, look, it's a new year. People may be finding us yeah, for the first time. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Don't know if, if they'd be like, oh, this, this guy may be a, a, a Cleveland fan. Oh, God. But, uh, no. That would be very bad uh, for anyone who thought that. So your Steelers, yeah. Rudolph has not only saved Christmas, he <laughs> saved New Year's, and now may save the season altogether. And They're three and a half, four-point favorites against Baltimore is not playing their guys. Correct. They have the one seed wrapped right. up. This game's on Saturday, by the way. Yeah, which I like. I like getting these. This is the third Steeler game in the last four weeks on Saturdays. And the thing is, is Lamar Jackson should rest, um, but I almost want the Steelers to play him because he does not fare well against the Steelers. Tyler Huntley actually plays better against the Steelers than Lamar Jackson. In the first game this year, we beat we beat them. And uh, I think the Ravens had seven drop passes. It wasn't even Lamar's fault. Um, so, I, you know, the Steelers need to win. There's a weird way the Steelers could still get in the playoffs, if even if they lose. But it involves ties and weird stuff like that. But if they win, basically Jacksonville loses or Buffalo loses, they're in. And I guess they'd, play a, they'd be the seventh seed, so they'd probably play in Miami, I guess, in the first game. So Which they, is a beatable team. For you, you're saying they win. Do they cover? Yeah, that, I think they the do because, I mean, okay. I think Baltimore's, I, I think, you know, even though it's a division game and Harbaugh wants to, you know, he would love to knock Pittsburgh out. Um, every game, but I think it's like 19 of 23, 19 of the last 23 games falls within a field goal, you know, three to four points. They're always close games. That's where they set it again this time. Obviously, you probably would have thought the Ravens would have been favored. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I'll take the Steelers. I really do think so. I think they're playing for something, and Baltimore's playing for nothing. This week in the NFL is one yeah. of those weeks where there are sharp betters that see huge advantages because it's like the preseason. Personally, I always I can see why there's advantages. Sure. I can see why some may say, I'm going to take the week off. I, for one, love the fact that we get a Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz. <laughs> I know, I'm, that's I'm hysterical. All, I'm all in on that. But there are there are some very interesting games to look at this week. We'll go fully into this on Football Friday. Yeah. But I will tell you this, Frank. I'm going to require you real quick. Okay. And this 
think about this, and then tomorrow when I walk in for Sports by the Book, okay, I will report to everyone what you do here. Okay, you were. I want you to go through the sixteen games. Okay, and we're going to do this moving forward here, with every whatever sport we feel like. Okay, I want you to find one under. One. <laughs> I want you to find one under. All right. You don't have to find it now. All right. I'm going to take we're, this sheet. Can I have this one, Alex? Yes, you can. And, and, and I can right, bring it back to you tomorrow. You, <laughs> we, we, we need to know either you say it at the end of punchlines or everyone stay tuned tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Frank May will, will announce Frank's under. And then whoever has the under in that game will be terrified that Frank likes the under. <laughs> but And everyone will run to the window and, and bet it over. over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say this. There are, there's one game that I made you guys bet, guess the number on. Right. Oh, okay, right. Where I told you all week New England was going to be favored. Last, oh, you did. It. That's right. And they are favored. There's also the potential for a blizzard in right. this game. Oh, I didn't check the weather. Oh, is that yeah. right? It's just snow, but there's potential for consistent 25 to 30 mile an hour winds. Oh, my and God. Buckets of snow. <laughs> With two teams that are completely done in NFL right. offenses to begin with. <laughs> so we actually guessed that total last week when we guessed our numbers, too. And I guessed 30 and a half. But you were right. It, uh, that's where it got bet down, too. So I don't know if I can say I was right. Oh, but you, it's been the consistent number most of the week, though. Oh. Oh, we'll give you we'll give you we'll give you a give you a three quarters. You know, like those back in the day at school. You get where, a gold star. No, or... I was, was going to go with the check. Check. Plus, check. check minus. Yes. Yeah. Right. We're going to give you a solid check. And half of a plus that's the top <laughs> of it, so it's not a, mi a minus sign. I'll take it. So yeah. Sean was actually looking at that over. We're saying stay away completely. With well, Blizzard again, weather. If the, as we got to check the about, weather channel. As we've talked about, precipitation usually doesn't impact the way the teams play. It's wind. So if you get again, it's a seventy percent chance of snow with twenty mile an hour winds. You're at the point where the wind can impact now. Can we get some defensive touchdowns in that game? Yeah. Sure. Slippery ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Trevor Simeon against Bailey Zappi, which is yeah. still an amazingly not the worst <laughs> quarterback matchup of the week in the NFL. Wait, what's worse than that? Are you saying Wentz and Darnold? I don't no, think. No, Wentz and Darnold. Yeah, that's a good well, one. Hold on a second. Wentz and Darnold will both I, be starters on both of those teams absolutely. right now. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt. No, I, I would argue, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Well, first off, Blaine Gabbard and Easton Stick is, is the one that stands out. Oh, right God, away. yeah. But the other one... You have, again, I don't want to throw Jake, Jake Browning under the bus because he's been solid. Jeff Driscoll starting in place of Flacco. I saw Cleveland. that, yeah. But I don't know if you're going to be happy with me here. <laughs> but Jared Stidham against Aiden O'Connell, even though O'Connell's been the starter for 10 games, that probably is the second worst. Has he really been 10 games now for O'Connell? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Season flew by. Yeah. All right, so I'll I'll do, I I can let oh, you know you tomorrow. Take, take your time. We'll do it tomorrow. Take All right, time. I like it. So I actually like an under tonight in a hockey game Please. that involves your team. Penguins Whoa. Bruins tonight, right? It's, that's a great game. It is. All right, what do you like? Under six. Of under course. six. Yeah, it's going to be a defensive battle. Both goalies have been playing so good. You got Tristan Jari. Bruins have Swayman on their side. So. Yeah, I like that under. Pittsburgh has actually been an under team, 20 and 14 to the under this year. And I think they're 7 2 and 1 in their last 10. Penguins are starting to put it together a little bit. They are. It's a veteran team. You know, they're going to have their ups and downs. Crosby's still the man. Latang had a, it set a record. What was that? He had six assists in one game, five in one period. But tonight, low scoring. Penguins under. Penguins under, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and watch the game. Like it starts at four four. He said I'm right? gonna go home and watch the game. He didn't say I'm gonna go bet that. I'm no. gonna go bet it. Well, I can you do, don't it, on have to. I do team, it on the app. So I do it on the app. I do it on the app. I bet Alex is almost every you pick. And, you and I realize the exact same thing. 
because as soon as you said under, even though it was <laughs> I, Pitt- I checked the, out mentally, even, <laughs> even though it's Pittsburgh, the mention of the under trumps the mention of Pittsburgh in Frank's brain. Wow. Well, is Jerry, Jari did you confer- hear that? Is Jari, Tristan Jari confirmed? Do we on the goalie? I Jari. That, that, I thought earlier was, this morning I saw it wasn't Jari. That's, that's what I saw. That's what I saw not too long ago. Right. They had the other guy, and I can't think of his name. But if it's Jari, yeah, I like it. I will bet it. You I don't bet have Alex. to. I'm not forcing you. What was the you. bet you gave us the Kraken? Oh, crack you're in? right. So it's not Jari? Okay, so it's the backup guy. Mm-hmm. Would you still go? I would still go under anyway. I, I would still yeah, go Yeah, it's still yes, going to be I, It's going to be a, an East Coast. I'm run. already on the under, so I'm can there. You spell, yeah. Can you spell the uh, backup, or not spell, forget spell. Can you yeah. pronounce the backup? I, I'd have to see it. I can't. Do you uh, want to spell it for you? Yes. N-E-D-E-L-J-K-O-V-I-C. Needle Jackovin. <laughs> I think that's as close as I was thinking Needle Djokovic. Needle Djokovic. Okay. Ryan's going to have to look that up for us. Sorry, Ryan probably knows. But Ryan's going to have to figure it out. Everyone just calls him the Needle. Uh, <laughs> very good friend. <laughs> hey, 92% save percentage for him. Last game I watched Six him play, he, was, yeah, he stood on his head a little bit. He wasn't bad. I do have one college basketball thing I like tonight. Go uh, for it. WCC. Santa Clara's only laying a point and a half on the road at Loyola. Now, both of these teams are pretty similar, Ken Palm-wise. Uh, Loyola is coming off of a pretty gross loss to Tarleton State. Jeez. You know who Tarleton State I is? I do not. They're the Texans. I did not know them. Of Tarleton, Texas is where Te- Tarleton State is. <laughs> um, they are in the WAC. Oh, they're in the WAC. They, they also wear purple, right? They're purple? Yeah, yeah. They almost beat Gonzaga two years ago, I think, in college hoops. Jeez. But Santa Clara is talented. I know they've, they've had some injury issues over the last few, uh, few weeks. But only one and a half on the road. They came off a loss against a Yale team that's pretty good. But I believe in this Broncos team. Only one and a half on the road. The line hasn't moved all day, which is also an interesting yeah. one. I would have expected at least some sort of play on uh, on a money line. But that money line really hasn't moved either. You can lay $1.25 out there. I would look to the Bron- Broncos of Santa Clara. Hey, that's, Steve Na- that's Steve Nash, right? That's where see, Steve Nash went to Santa Clara? Of course. Or, yeah, of course. Right. I saw him play. I saw him play in college. It was somewhere around, I can't remember in California where I was, but I got to, I remember someone said, oh, you got to see this kid play. Well, Santa and, Clara is in Santa Clara, California. Yes, it is. Exactly. But I remember, I don't know if it was a road game. I don't think it was a home game. Is it like Riverside? I don't know they who they played. They probably played Loyola Merriman. It might have been LMU. Honesty, there you go. Because that's, that's in LA, right? It's right by the airport. Yeah. I, my One of my best friend's son is going there. And I always liked Loyola Marymount games back in the day when that Hank Gathers and Bo Kimball, you guys are too young to remember. But uh, the overs, you want to talk about overs? They would score 140 points easily by themselves. They were just up and down. And unfortunately, of course, you know what happened to Hank Basket on my 21st birthday as I was at Ahulahan's having beers and wings, passed out and died on the court. But they were one of the most exciting teams. So I've always been a supporter of LMU. I root for them. But well, you that, don't like them. Well, that was or, J- the Jason Siegel coached them, right? Oh, was that? Uh, the, 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 yeah, yeah that's where he came yes. from. Yeah. yeah. God, that show. I, and I can't believe they didn't get a third season it's of ridiculous. winning time. It's ridiculous. It was so that much was fun cool. to watch. Frank, uh, well, I, I do want to ask you this real quick sure. because you've been doing punchlines for a few months now. We hit 60 episodes today. 60 episodes today. We're now getting to the point where if you don't watch Frank's show, it's always the number episode. We have already had the discussion what's going to happen when you hit 100. Yeah, we don't, we haven't, but, Ryan but, and I haven't thought about that. But you always do player numbers. Who, yeah. You're now in a weird, yes. a weird part of you the are. numbers. You are correct. Where you're going to basically exclusively now have offensive linemen, O-linemen. 
and hockey players hockey. for yeah. the next next really 20 episodes. Well, well Ryan and I thought about this, and uh, Ryan came up. We've, we've done this before. So today on the show, instead of doing number 60 jerseys, we did athletes who are 60 years old. Oh, you copped out. We, well, we had to. I mean, what are we going to be like? Oh, Jeff Jefferson, who played uh, two years with Green Bay, he wore 60. There's just Why no not? That's, we want to learn about we that. We do want to learn about it. But it was more fun where Ryan had uh, pictures of athletes that were 60 to see if I could name them. And I named them all but one, or did I get them all? I got nine out of 10. Who did I miss? Who did he miss? Do you want to see it? Do we have the graphic by chance? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know the UFC guy. I would have gotten that one wrong. Yeah, too, I, I didn't know him. Plus, do you have it by chance, Ryan? Wait a second. He's that old? Wow. Yeah, I didn't know who it was. I was like, I. By the way, it was a little far. What but is I, it? Right? Is it current pictures of these guys? No. Yeah, here, here it is. So no, go, no, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go. You can you start right, bottom so, left. Right. Start bottom left. Go right, clockwise. So, so uh, Alex, you do you want to defer to me, or do you want me to? Uh, I've got two. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, Randall Cunningham. Oh. There you go. UNLV's up. Where, where, where is? Oh, there's Randall. Upper right. He's, right. he's at right. 2 o'clock. Okay. All right. Akeem Olajuwon, Jim Harbaugh, Carl Malone, big unit. Big unit. Uh, you got uh, you got MJ. Uh, you got Bruce Smith. Uh, is that Crime Dog up in the top right? It Fred is Fred McGriff, McGriff who yeah. went into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Randall Cunningham, Spud Webb, and then, of course, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, who gets paid a million dollars every single year. <laughs> every July 1st, our, Bobby Bonilla. Our guy, Bobby Bonilla, yep. yes. Yeah, I think you. I got... Uh, I yeah. For what it's worth, I would have done the same thing as you. We I did the exact same Kutur thing. wrong, but I would have gotten everyone else right. Yeah, because Couture in that picture, because of the way it looks, right. kind of looks like Tyson Fury a little bit. I, who did I, I know? Randy, I know Randy Couture and Tyson Fury don't look. They look a little alike, but not enough right. to justify. Yeah, that. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. You guys I, both got UFC. Oh, I only know a few UFC guys. I am stunned that he's sixty years old. Yeah, I remember. I, I lived with a guy, Gino, and my cousin Greg. When I remember watching, did you just make that up on the floor. I did not. <laughs> Gino, I remember watching UFC three, and I don't know what they're at now. Uh, what it's going to be, isn't it? You they're on two hundred. UFC two hundreds in a few months, and McGregor's right. going to fight. So I oh the comeback oh, in June, yeah. I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. I watched number three. There was a guy named Fred Edish. He came out in a karate gi. He was this white guy with like a mullet and a mustache, and he went against like one of wait, the Gracies. Hold on, it, hold on. I, I, I got to put a correction. Out yeah, there. it's three hundred. Is it 300? It's oh. 300. 300 in April. Yeah. It's even more crazy. Yeah. How many? Yeah. So yeah. I remember watching three. Three. And there, and by the way, when UFC back then, there were no, the only rule was maybe no eye gouging and nothing below the belt. And there were no, there was no rounds. It was just, they started a clock and, and it whoever, was go. Yeah, when you, when you went, you went. You went, you went at your time. And it was brutal to watch. And I, I you know, I have hard time watching a hockey fight sometimes upsets me. So these, these were yeah. some of these were upsetting, and my buddy had them on VHS tapes, and he'd pop them in when we were having a few pops, and then we'd watch them. I just remember this one guy, Fred Edish. He was in a, he just was this little white guy, and you're like, this guy's gonna get killed, and he did. Like one of the Gracies, like took him down, and it was over fast. So I have a couple of friends who work for UFC here, and I just saw one today at the gym, and we were chatting, and I was like, hey, if you can get me a media pass for anything, let me go. know. So some of the media days and stuff, but I think they're Thursdays. Which, depending on if we have any changes coming up, but you it might be something for you <laughs> that you might want to do too. I, I, for... I think, regardless, uh, again, we we have plans coming for the that something something that's named after a Super Bowl. Oh yes, uh, the big the, game. The We're big not allowed game. to legally say it. The gigantic yes. game coming exactly. up. Exactly. Uh, no, we well we can't we can't promote 
do promotional packaging of it. Right. When the game itself. Right. But you can say the, the Super Bowl. We can say that. We can say that. But that's how. That's the yes. loophole. Yes. Right. There you go. So, regardless. Yeah, but, but we're gonna go to. We're gonna try to go we'll, to some we'll, that we'll, media we'll, stuff. We'll, we'll yeah. Have some. We have some stuff planned from yeah. uh, Media Row. Nice. Let's just say. Let's just say that. Nice. Um, so we'll be we'll be in good shape for that. All right. Frank, the show tomorrow is at noon Pacific. I got an under. You have to find an under. Who do you have on the show tomorrow other than uh, our, uh We our have Alex. Alex uh, we haven't had Alex on since like, it's been since last year. She's been on the show. Oh, very good. Hold for applause. I, you I, know what? I don't need that. Sean, then, uh, actually, actually, <laughs> Sean, Sean, was that one worse or what I did on New Year or, or did on New Year's Eve what was worse? I yeah, agree. Because I agree was with like, that. I haven't seen you since last year. Yeah, she hasn't been My on since last year. My joke on New Year's Eve was way worse than what Frank <laughs> just did. So Alex will be on and uh, I think Chris Andrews is stopping by tomorrow. So. Uh, we're just doing in-house stuff tomorrow. Big weekend of sports and huge weekend of NFL. And, of course, I will have this under for you tomorrow when we do the uh, changeover. And I have one more play for yeah. later games. Yeah, I think they're starting uh, Jets and Sharks under six. So the Sharks have now lost nine in a row. Again, surprising. But their last win was over Winnipeg. They won two to one. So I think they show up for this one. They are 10 and seven to the under at home. Ooh. So. Under in that one, I also like the Knights tonight. If you can get them at plus money, they are playing Florida, who's a tough team, but they're going to show up for that game. And I like the Flyers. So, Oh, wow. Full was, roster of hockey stuff. I like it. It's parlay, a, yeah. parlay City tonight for me, then. No, par no Parlay. Single bet. Damn it. We're betting all of them separate. <laughs> well, you'll be over 500 and I'll show money. Okay, I'll do it. Frank, doing Frank it. You'll, you'll win money. Frank will give the money to, to, <laughs> to the guys over there. To Joe, who I interviewed on the I, show. I will, uh, I will uh, play probably. You know what? Which one? You like them all evenly. As, you you know I like most, the totals. Yeah. So I need to be careful. Well, I'm going to watch the Penguins-Bruins mm -hmm. game, so I'm well, going to take the might under. You as well have it. Yeah. All I will say is I have to be very careful when tailing Alex's totals because I don't want to take them down with me. <laughs> so, Please don't. Please don't. So I'm if not, you're worried about no Tristan Jari, maybe maybe the Jet Sharks. I might, I might just take the Knights. Okay. I mean, I might just, make, it, make it simple. Make it easy rooting interest as well. There you go. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today. Frank's back tomorrow at noon on Punchlines. We're back tomorrow at two. Is it noon? With uh, yes, you're noon tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. It's an two inside job. For, right? uh, sports by the book tomorrow with myself, Vinny <laughs> Malula, Chris Andrews. Alex will be with Frank tomorrow. Yes, so we'll all get day. The full fix of all of us. For everyone in the back, Sean, Ryan, Gary, and pleasure as always. Always a lot of fun. We'll see you again next time. Sports by the book.